Welcome to Is That All, my name is Kevin. And my name's Nate, and uh, welcome to our little podcast, where we take movie descriptions from streaming services, whether it be Netflix, Hulu, etc., etc., and uh, then we create our own movies and stories from that, and we then decide who did it better, mm-hmm. Kevin or me. And then uh, once we do that, we find out what the title of that movie actually was, and we decide whether we should have got the Oscar. Yes. If, if it was an Oscar. I was going to say, the, it, if, if ours is better, they probably didn't get the Oscar. No. I mean, no. it's a possibility. Yeah. And I can guarantee, since this week is Halloween, probably. it's probably, they definitely didn't get an Oscar. <laughs> has, has a horror movie ever gotten an Oscar? Uh, yes. Uh, but it's only always been in special effects. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was the only thing I could really think of, and it's not. I mean, by Halloween I mean horror movie, not yeah. of Halloween. But Silent Hill would be the only thing I can think of that would even maybe come uh, to Exorcist and Jaws, I believe. Makes sense. Um, and I believe that was special effects, and I think Exorcist also for music for score. I okay, they they also took it for that. Makes so. sense. So maybe this time we will get an Oscar. Yeah. Maybe we can get an Oscar. I've definitely been excited for this episode. This is obviously uh, I, I'm the horror fan between me and Kevin. Mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the spooky one, so I uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Yes, yeah. it's, uh, it's good. Maybe I'll make a movie uh, that I think is good. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to see what Kevin is going to bring to the to to this particular genre. Who knows? Bees. I'm scared. Bees. Bees. <laughs> Best part is this is mind you, this is coming out way later. Bee Simulator is something I might play tonight. Huh. Got that on my. Uh, my humble bundle, so. Sweet. Yeah. I'd play it. Sounds right. great. It looks it, it's the only interesting game on that, that hunt, so <laughs> can't complain. Alright. Uh without further talking to bees, scare Kevin. Uh let's move on to our description. A geeky student restores a classic car, but once he gets behind the wheel, his newfound confidence turns into furious arrogance. Alright. Okay. Cool. I have an idea. I have I have suspicions, but I think there's a, a fun take to go on. It, yeah, so. yeah. I, I I I know what I know what's coming. I know what's happening. I know what I can do. I know what I can do. <laughs> there will be a Spider-Man three finger snapping street walking <laughs> scene in my movie. In my story, that's the main my main focus. <laughs> and the car that gets through the thrown through the window. It's the car. It's the car. <laughs> my movie is Spider-Man three. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna. Uh, no need. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> but really, I'm, I'm gonna write something else. I, I got an idea for for something good. All right. Uh, so uh, the the route that I took for this one. Um... Horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> surprise! Surprise. Given what month we're in when uh, this is going to air, so um, um, so the way I the, the the movie would open with this this unnamed geeky kid, um, not our actual main character actually. This is the the prequel ish of the part of the movie. Um, he he's gotten chased down by these these bullies and they wind up in a junkyard. Uh, they they beat up the kid pretty pretty badly. Um, they accidentally hit him really hard in the head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, uh, the kid winds up, uh, uh, dying, uh, on, on, conveniently he gets knocked onto the hood of said classic car, mm-hmm. uh, and bleeding all over it, and that is where he dies, uh, to, to cover it up, to get rid of the body, the bullies pile him in the trunk of the car, 
and then proceed to put it through the impactor. Um, could 16-year-olds actually manage this? I don't fucking know. It's a horror movie. Yeah, it um, uh, flash forward, uh, we got our, uh, our three weeks later or four weeks later or whatever, how many months, um, uh, we see a different young geeky kid who is uh, being pushed around by the same bullies. Clearly, this traumatic experience hasn't changed them in any way. They're still assholes and whatnot. Um, we learn through sequence of events that he's been looking for a car through the, the paid newspapers and stuff. I realize this is an ancient way of going back, but uh, uh, that's how it's going to Fuck be. it, newspaper. Yeah. Small town, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, small town, maybe a little behind the times. Um, he winds up uh, going to the junkyard just to see what's out and around, and we see our classic car, uh, not in pristine condition, but definitely not crushed. The, the exact same vehicle. Um, it, it is just dusty and, you know, just needs a little bit of, a bit of care. So, um, and, uh, he, he comes to find out that it's, uh, the junkyard owner didn't even know it was there, uh, so he hasn't really figured out a price for it or anything like that. Um, it's kind of like the Bumblebee and the Transformers, like he puts a hand on it and like the, something falls off of it. So winds up giving it to the kid for, for fairly cheap, thinking that it was not a great car. Um, the kid gets home, he starts working on it over the course of the next few weeks, and then he starts acting di differently, um, and eventually he starts uh, blacking out, uh, and and the bullies start going missing progressively, or they're found run over by a different vehicle, uh, by a car. Um, eventually the kid uh, doesn't even respond anymore, he, he's now basically becomes the, the boy who was previously murdered. Um, and, uh, he, um, supernaturally goes after the final bully. He, he's trying to mow him down. His friends have figured out what is happening and are trying to exercise him. This is very similar to what the actual movie is. There's just hard to go from fucking anywhere else with this. Well, you'll see. I'm just trying to add something else into it. Um, and they wind up, uh, the one thing is, though, that there is no happy ending for this. They have to kill their friend. They're so intertwined with the car in itself. Um, they wind up crushing and burning the car, and as we're off to the side, we see the boy fucking contorting and crushing and, and burning at the same time. Um, until he goes into oblivion, a.k.a. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, fade to black, the, the bloodied friends are hoping for the best. Um, we, we come back up to find <laughs> the car sitting in the junkyard once again. With uh, a young girl this time looking at it. Oh damn! All right, I'll give this to you. That the beginning, and you guys probably didn't hear the whisper because it was it was quiet. But you're like, and then he gets bullied on the car. And I'm like, he becomes the car. <laughs> <laughs> Just like instantly, it was like he's gonna be the car. <laughs> I also love the fact that you added the after because it's not a it's not a good because I think both of us kind of went the more like whether it's uh, current. But more like 80s style yeah. of a horror film. Yeah. Um, and that's where I thought. I kind of thought, because again, I've said this a couple times, I think I know what movie this is based on. It's, there's no way. Yeah. This, I've never heard of another movie yeah. that does this. There's no way. If it's not this movie, I'll, I'll, I'll eat my hat. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to say, like, okay, so what if I took that, that amazing concept and what if I serialized it like an 80s movie and made it more slashery and whatnot? So and uh, went full, like... Freddy and Jason and Supernatural to have us serialize it and come back with 
different scenarios. So. Yeah. No, um, I will say very much I like that idea of, yeah. of that. Um, I'm going to blow your mind here because I, I've shown you how much I had written for this. For anybody who doesn't know, I don't... I dislike horror movies. I think... Uh, I just think they're so... I'm going to use the term pedantic because they don't... They don't tell a cohesive story most times. They're sometimes too long for what they are. They just... It's... Nothing happens or nothing makes enough sense for it to, like, not... It just... There's always something missing in a horror movie for me, and it's the fact that, like, a lot of the times they can't stick to their own rules. Like, here's what we've said this movie is. Nope, it's this. What a twist. It's like, I'm not here for a twist. It's supposed to be a horror movie. The twist should be that it's scary. <laughs> That's the point. Or is, you know, mind-blowing. Or some, something that makes it... Or making it... a commentary on something. Exactly. Or... There, there should be something to it, but it very rarely does it happen. I've seen a couple of horror movies that I actually were like, oh, I'm impressed. But very rarely. This is, so far, of, of this is our fourth episode. This has been the easiest one for me to write. And maybe this is why people just make horror movies, because this may not be good. This is just easy to write down, scary thing three happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we'll find out now. Um, I did go through, I named every character in this, so you're going to get names of people that you're just going to have to pretend you know. Um, I also, specifically the car is a 1970s Pontiac T-Bird. I just wanted to let you guys know. Nice. I went out of my way to make nice. sure. It is, uh, I'll get into details, I guess, later, but just in case I don't, I forget. It is uh, all red with black racing stripes. Just a little FYI, just so you can picture, so you can imagine this car, how cool it is, and why you would become crazy. Um, okay, so Carl wakes up. It's Friday. Carl is our main character. Carl is our game. My dude has a name. It's Carl. <laughs> Carl wakes up on Friday. Um, it's his birthday. 16th birthday you know what that means it's time to get a car mm -hmm. it's driver's license car all that oh, stuff fuck yeah right <clears throat> he wakes up hoping his dad is going to be able to take him to go get a car with the money that he saved and all that kind of stuff it's america you can do these things yes <laughs> exactly no one will know any different um so he wakes up he kind of gets ready he goes yeah. into the kitchen he sees his mom making him breakfast you know his favorite breakfast this is his birthday his mom happy birthday you know all the fun stuff it starts off pretty fun everything is good exactly he's having he's ready to have the best day ever even though he's a loser you know? everything's coming up millhouse yeah everything's coming up carl <laughs> um so he asks where dad is and she says he had to go to work early something came up at work whatever the case may be an emergency well he won't be home until later in the evening so obviously this makes carl kind of upset because he was expecting to go get the car and all that stuff with his dad now he doesn't because his dad's busy with work which happens a lot wink wink nudge nudge mm -hmm. um his mom comes by kind of kisses him on the forehead hands him a, an envelope inside is a card and 500 dollars in a note that says sorry big guy i won't be able to take you to pick up a car but here's some extra money so you can get a chick magnet you know his dad's trying to be cool about it even though it's kind of a dick situation so anyways carl goes to school regular day i'm not gonna fill in most of this stuff this you can just figure it you've been to school yeah. you've been to school it's not that difficult um like any other he sees his friends chandler chris um you see the cool kids and they're kind of like mock the group of friends because they're kind of the losers mm. um after school clark who's like the big you know, the, the coolest dude in school and his girlfriend, Jesse, um, they get into Clark's BMW and then they drive off, right? Sucky losers, yeah. you know, and they drive off. So, um, you know, Carl has, 
he goes to do his driver's test. He passes, whatever the case. You know, Sweetie has his license, but he still has no car. So he ends up going to his job uh, after school, which is at a junkyard. So he works there. He already, he already kind of he is good with cars. Like even though he's a, a, a nerd and a loser, he does know cars. So he understands how cool Clark's BMW is without Clark even understanding, because Clark yeah. doesn't know shit. He's just a loser. Pop color, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's the actual loser. Um, so he, uh, when he gets there, he sees that there's this 1970 Pontiac Thunderbird sitting out front with like a, a for sale sign on it. Just says like, you know, for sale, the number to call the junkyard, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he gets there, he talks to his boss, Jimmy, and he's like, like, hey, like, what's the car? And it's not really working. It's kind of more collector's thing. Somebody will buy it mm-hmm. and do all the stuff with it. And then, you know, he goes, well, how, how much? I like how much for it. Like I, I need a new car. Really, case he's like, if for you, you can have it for same thing. Not that much. You, you can have it, um, and you know what? Any of the parts that you can find to fix it in the junkyard, they're yours. Like yeah. you know, you just dig through whatever the case. So the whole weekend is kind of a, a montage style of him fixing up this car, finding the parts, getting this stuff. Um, it still has a tape deck, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's why I made it an older car. Um, and he comes across. Uh, he finds a tape. Now, I did use Royal Bud specifically because I, I think that album is uh, an awesome, <laughs> an awesome album. Um, obviously, there's not a tape version of that. That's a fairly newer yeah. album. But it'd be, it, just whatever. You can use whatever music. But if I, if I was able to make this movie, I would try to pay for the rights to be able to use the Royal Blood soundtrack. And that's what I would use for the rest of this movie. <laughs> I even wrote this down. I literally wrote, yes, I know they don't have a tape, but I think it'd be a sick soundtrack. <laughs> So, um, Carl comes home Sunday night hoping to show his dad the car, but he's at work again. Yeah. Right? So, whatever. Monday comes along. Everyone is blown away by this red car with black stripes. I did write it down. Blaring music, pulling into the school parking lot. So, you know, he's, he's blasting the music. <laughs> this non-specific music. <laughs> you know, pulls into the thing. Maybe he fucking recorded it to a tape so he could listen to that specific. Maybe. Maybe. No, no, it doesn't work. I need it to be found at the junkyard. It needs to be found at the junkyard. Um... So anyways, he pulls in the sick new car, uh, Carl and the boys, uh, oh no, I, I accidentally scrolled ahead, sorry. Um, but the day goes by with everyone kind of whispering about Carl and his car, like, wow, did Carl get a car like that? Why is Carl, like, that's crazy, like, that's Carl, of all people. Ugh. So, whatever, um, eventually at the end of the, the school, whatever, Carl and the boys, so, uh, Chris and Chandler, they go to the mall. I say they go to the mall after school or whatever the youths do nowadays. Um, they're going to pick up their comics or whatever the nerd youths do nowadays. <laughs> um, they get marked by Clark and Jesse again and the other cool kids. I'm not going to name all these people because that's too many people. Uh, Carl and the boys leave and go hang out at Chris's since him and Chandler live so close to each other. Now Carl has a car so he can just drive yeah. home at the end of the day. Um, each other. Uh, okay, yeah. On the drive home, he kind of pulls up next to Clark and Jesse who are out doing whatever they used to do nowadays. <laughs> Sorry, I won't say that again. I'm pretty sure I do not have it written again. <laughs> um, so, you know, Clark is a, a, a douchebag, so he starts yeah. revving his engine trying to, like, race him. So, um, uh, you know, he's super cocky, whatever that case. So Carl cranks up his stereo, cranks the music, whatever the, you know, Whatever is playing, possibly Royal Blood music. Um, um, 
and in doing like they're racing and you know Carl's getting kind of really intense into the race he's, he's trying to pass them yeah. he's cutting them off whatever the case may be um, and to the point where he kind of like runs them off the road the, their car flies off the road, crashes into a tree, bursts into flames. Carl, obviously, now, like, kind of shocked. He just races home. Mm-hmm. Just drives home. I didn't see anything. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. I don't want to deal with it. Um, next day, he's super on edge. He ends up being late uh, to school. The vice principal kind of... Um, I wrote a word that doesn't make sense there. Uh, the vice principal kind of is just a dickhole. He's like, what the hell are you doing, Carl? Like, what are you fucking late for? You, you know, whatever. It, shit. Yeah, he's just mocking him because he's, you know, he's a dickhole and yeah. he knows that Carl's a loser and he's just, you know, a piece of shit vice principal. Um, Carl waits after school to follow the vice principal home. And, you know, you kind of get that like, oh, what's going to happen? Nothing happens. By the way, just so you know. The next morning before school, he kind of is driving. He goes kind of the long way. He goes by the vice principal's house. The vice principal goes to, like, bring the garbage can back in or grab the mail or the paper or whatever the case. Boom! Just barrels into him runs him over. Just literally, and just keeps driving. Doesn't stop. So he, um, obviously after he's run him over, <laughs> he, he just goes to school. And he, he you know, now kind of everything he's feeling he's feeling more confident cocky whatever the case maybe he parks in like clark's spot it's been kind of two days but he's parking in clark's spot clark's not there anymore nobody knows kind of they heard about the accident that happened to clark so they're like i don't know i guess and then you know he's now like he's got the confidence he's got the cool car so he's Mm -hmm. parking in the park spot so that same day he gets the confidence to ask out ellie um which is this kind of girl he's always like had a crush on he's been too nervous scared to ask or whatever but now he's got the confidence to do so so that's what he does they go to a movie or whatever i did not write what the youths do nowadays i just wrote whatever and she says yes um chris is pumped for carl because he's like you did it like she said yeah like awesome man that's great chandler is kind of yeah exactly high fives him. i might actually wrote a high five uh no huge pat on the back uh chandler on the other hand is upset because they were Carl and him were supposed to do something that night, and he's like, what the heck, man? Like, it was, like, the big release of something, mm-hmm. whether it's a movie, like, the big movie or, or something. It doesn't matter. Whatever the big thing is. Um, the, yeah, the, <laughs> go see the big new thing at the place. Um, while they're after they date, they bump into Chandler, whether it's at the mall or after they get food or whatever the case, they yeah. bump into Chandler. Um and since Ellie knows that Chandler and Chris are friends, she kind of invites him to, like, it's like, oh, like, you know, why don't you tag along for a bit? Like, we're not doing anything right at the moment, whatever the case may be. They just finished, so they're just mm-hmm. kind of hanging out and talking. This uh, obviously makes Carl um, a bit annoyed. Because yeah. Chandler shouldn't have been there. Um, at the end, they're just hanging out in the parking lot by Carl's car, listening to the music. The music? <laughs> um with even more laughs from Chandler and Ellie because they're kind of like talking about each other and and Mm -hmm. Carl's annoyed. And then he kind of gets jealous and angry. Um, The the song obviously changes, whatever the case. He grabs the wrench out of the back of his car and hits Chandler over the head again and again. Ellie's screaming in horror. He's obviously just killed Chandler. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ellie runs away. Carl's standing there, wrench in hand, covered in blood. Uh, While Chandler's lifeless body lies on the ground, is what I wrote. Carl hops in the car and peels off not too long after being chased by the police. Uh, he's out running them throughout the city, freaking out. He eventually kind of drives by the park. He's driving through the city, drives by the park. He sees his dad, who seems to be with someone who's not his mom. So his dad hasn't been going to work the whole time. He's just been cheating on his mom. 
So obviously, with his now panicked, enraged, shocked, everything that's going on, Carl drives kind of further around the park, pulls into the park, driving through the park, whizzing by trees, whatever the case. His dad and Mm -hmm. this woman kind of run and try to get out of the way. He just runs over his dad. Um, uh, Where am I? Okay, yeah, kills him, obviously. Um, Now being overwhelmed with that, he kind of realizes what he's done and he can't kind of live with everything that's happened. So he ends up driving to this big cliff that overlooks the shore and everything. He drives the car off the cliff dead that's it that's the movie that, that is dead right there um it goes it, it does the fade out does a couple things kind of fades back in and a fishing boat is pulling up you know big bunch of fish or whatever the case and when they drop out all the fish this tape falls out and my whole thing is that it wasn't really the car technically it was this tape the that's why I needed it to specifically be like music that was more gotcha. like you know gotcha. rock music and like kind of that aggressive edge and that's what technically well it is is the tape the whole time it's not the car well played sir yeah because it never well says it's the car it You're just right. says that he becomes more aggressive after getting the car You're right and i was like i'm not gonna use the car so it's the tape the whole time it's yep. the music nicely done so that's why the music plays in the background constantly all the stuff mm-hmm. is happening i like that thanks and that still takes an element from what I think this actually is, but like, yeah. it does it way fucking better. Yeah, I like that. Um, that was really that. That's yeah. As is contrary to Kevin, I actually am a fan of horror movies. Uh, I I understand all of the foibles that Kevin's talking about. Like, let's be honest. Anyone yeah. who likes horror movies, yeah, you're not allowed to accepting these yeah, things. You're like, not allowed to not like it because I don't like it. I'm yeah. just telling you why I don't yeah. like them. Um, and and that's a good horror movie. That's that that was. Thanks. People would watch that and enjoy it. Thanks. Um, it's it's. It's got elements that feel kind of like, uh, almost like uh, Steven Spielberg's Duel, uh, kind of, mm. which isn't really a horror movie, but it's a very good suspense movie, yeah. and and that's kind of what that feels like, because you could you could probably miss that element, same as like some people miss fucking, um, um, fucking I see, I see dead, dead people. people, yeah. Dude, I was gonna joke yeah. that that's what you meant, but yeah. 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 Uh, it's the same as some people miss that plot point. That's a plot point that if you do it subtly enough, you could miss entirely, and you could play off as this very big, suspenseful, psychological fucking thing, so. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Well, that, that's yeah. why, besides that he finds the table, he's doing that whole montage, you just don't think about it. Yeah. And then, I kind of give it away, and you're like, he copies it over, I'm like, nah, he can't copy it over. I realize now that that's not a doable thing, it has to be the tape. Um, it could be an 8-track, it doesn't matter, yeah, yeah. right, at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah. And then it kind of becomes that Jumanji thing, where, like, they find it at the end. Like, that's the big twist. You think, like, this boat is gonna pull up the car, or pull up something, and it's just the tape falls out, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. It was the tape the whole fucking time? Dun dun dun! <laughs> um, and I also wanted to, like, I cut down, only four people technically, well, I think five people technically die. Yeah. But it's only four real deaths. And only, like, one of them is just quick. One of them is, like, the the vice principal. It's like a blink and you miss it. Because it yeah, doesn't exactly. matter. And even at that, the... Some problems I have in horror movies is they're like, how is nobody... Why is nobody saying anything about this? Mm-hmm. But it, it, everything else that happens is the same day. Yeah. So, like, them driving off the road could have happened. Clark's a dickhole. People just assume. Right? Vice Principal dying, that happened the same day that he beats the shit out of Chandler, and then 
it kills his dad while he's being chased by the cops. So it doesn't like yeah. that's already being dealt with. Yeah. So it's, there's no there's no like how is he getting away with these things? Because he only technically got away with one, and someone would have figured out the other one within the next day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that it was feasible that like maybe between Clark's death and whatever is a couple mm-hmm. of days a week. It doesn't matter, but like yeah. time can pass there. But everything else happens in the final day. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure that was the case. Um, I will look up what the movie is, but if it is not... If it's not Christine... Christine, exactly. If it's not Christine, my mind is blown. Yeah. Um, it is Christine. Okay. Because what other movie could that have been? <laughs> it's specifically the episode of Futurama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that, like, the feasibility, because that's one of the ways that Christine creates that fucking suspended disbelief. The police the entire time are like, the kid fucking did it. But the car heals itself after every fucking murder, so there's not any proof. And it's just like, well, you're the most likely suspect, but we don't have a fucking murder weapon. So, right. what the fuck do we do? And uh, it is very, it's, it's. I like in that movie, that is part of the pressure that's on that kid, too. So, yeah. I, I like how you brought that equally feasible attitude toward it, where it's just all happened so successively that, yeah, no. No one could figure it out. Well, that's it. Yeah. I like how you went intellectual and I went fucking, fuck it, 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had to, yeah. right? Because that's the thing that drives me nuts about horror movies is, like, there's just so many plot holes by the end of it. And I didn't want, like, you have to somehow make the car make sense to being, you put the ghost in, it makes sense, right? Yeah. You solve that problem. You have to make the car somehow, because it's very cleverly written, that in theory, you would think the car is doing the thing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want the car to be the thing. I want something else to cause this to happen. And I was like, well, you can't get a new car because the new car, he would just plug in his phone or whatever the case may be. So the car has to be old enough that it's a, a tape or an A-track or something that he can find in the junkyard. And that's really the thing. And I just was like, I, ha- and then I had to make the sequential amount of things happen make sense. Right? He already yeah. is mad at his dad. It gets worse when he sees his dad cheating on his mom. And the same thing, Chan- he's annoyed at Chandler already from the beginning of the day about whining all day about him yeah. having plans, and to the point that now he's ruining his plans, and so just he gets mad. At- it doesn't even hit him with the car. It's not- nothing to do with the car. Right? He beats yeah. him with a wrench. He beats him with something in the back seat. Yeah. I kind of went with the idea of, like, what if fucking Stephen King wrote Ghost Rider? That's what I, <laughs> That's what I basically wound up with. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. I, I, again, I very much yeah. liked the beginning of your thing going into how... Mm-hmm. And then, again, the end with the fade in, fade out. Because that's, that's classic mm-hmm. horror movie to me. That, like, is it the end? Uh, I don't think so. Is that all? Is that all? Is that all? Is that all? Is that all?